Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on your Amazon Alexa as a skill. And today we're joined again very kindly by Alan Green. Alan, thank you very much for joining us today. Pleasure to be back, Jonathan. Fantastic. So we did speak last week where there was a severe bout of volatility in the market. I mean, it seems like the last uh, few weeks has been particularly volatile. But since then, we have seen a quietening down in markets, Alan, and very much in the last couple of days, especially on the news that there is a slowdown in new cases, particularly in Spain and Italy. They've seen a a plateau in the number of new coronavirus cases that has caused some optimism in markets. I mean, it has sold off slightly today, but we saw a very, very strong day yesterday, both here in the UK and the United States. Do you think that's some optimism that's being built in, Alan, that could see a bottom being built into this market? Or do you think we've seen the bottom? Or do you think there's a case that investors should be a little bit wary about markets? And this could be a bull trap um, that we tend to see in bear markets, um, a very strong rally before we start to see further declines. What would your view be on that at the moment? That's a very good point, uh, Jonathan. And uh, I had a discussion with somebody on the same subject earlier in the week. I think a a further leg down is quite possible. Um, But as you rightly point out, there there is some optimism now. We are seeing uh, the number of deaths in Spain and Italy falling. We're seeing Wuhan uh, people now um, starting to move around Wuhan again. And um, there, there is... In other words, there's a re- the recognition of, of some sort of cycle in the life of this virus and how it's being treated. Clearly, until we get to uh, until we get to a vaccine uh, and a cure for for the virus, then we are still very much at risk. And um, of course, as people start to move around again, we may well see a second wave, and that second wave could very likely trigger a further leg down in the markets. Um, Having said that, from uh, from a value standpoint, um, I also made I think a comment a couple of weeks ago on the uh, uh, the uh, what, uh, Warren Buffett um, and uh, his Berkshire Hathaway company. They have an index of um, valuation, which is basically the in, uh, in the U.S. All of the companies listed on the U.S. exchanges, the the uh, the profits they make and the valuation of those companies. Uh, um, compared to the actual value of the markets. And um, at the previous highs, that index was trading way, way in advance of that. So a a correction has been due. We've clearly seen the beginning of that correction. But I think, um, yeah, I I think we are due some more volatility. And I think the markets will bump along the bottom for now. We're seeing some stability, which is a good thing. But um, in these markets, as you rightly say, it could well be a bull trap. So if the market suddenly drops and dips back below 5,000 again and we see the FTSE heading to four and a half, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But um, my, my strategy in this is still to scale in. Um, we mentioned uh, at the start, of course, the, the fact that some of the insurers have cancelled their dividend today, and that's RSA and uh, Aviva, and noticeably or notably uh, legal and general have decided to retain theirs which is great if you're a holder like I am. 
Um, but, uh, you know, clearly rocky times are still anticipated and um, we have no way of knowing how this will play out. Um, so, yeah, further dips are likely, but also we could well see the FTSE rocket back over 6,000 next week. Indeed. So, I mean, I think it's very much a process of price discovery at the moment. There there are very low volumes out there in yeah. the market and that's accentuating any moves that we are that we are seeing. And I think people were sort of looking at markets and trying to sort of evaluate sort of six to nine months forwards where share prices could be. Yeah. And day to day, there, there's some sharp changes uh, in that, particularly on uh, the news that's coming through from Italy and Spain. One minute is looking very positive, but that can soon change. Now, Staying on the topic of um, coronavirus, um, and we have mentioned a couple of companies previously, uh, such as Novasite, that are looking at testing yeah. um, testing kits. Um, their shares have been very, very strong. Um, there's another company that you've pointed out today, Alan, um, of about 30% at the moment, a little bit more than 30%. Again, they're sort of looking at the testing area side of things, which is um, being considered as, as one of the most important tools to tackling the spread. Can you give us a little bit more detail about those, please? Yeah, this is a company called Avacta Group. The epic code is AVCT. Um, and I have discussed these on several occasions uh, on previous podcasts. Um, but um, Avacta essentially have uh, some treatments for uh, the biotherapeutic-based bio treatments for cancer immunotherapies. Um, and one, one, one particular treatment is called Afema. Um, and um, there were some comments flying around a few weeks ago that Afema could potentially um, be used uh, as, as, a, uh, as a, a point-of-care rapid test to screen uh, uh, people for the, the COVID-19 coronavirus infection. Um, and indeed, this morning, um, that speculation, um, the, the company I should also add, has raised, uh, it was a placing um, at um, 18p, funnily enough, um, um, uh, 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 I think it was at the end of last week. Um, and the shares have, came back, uh, um, bounced back and got above 20p and uh, were trading, I think, about 23, 24p yesterday. And today they've rocketed on the news that... Um, the company has finally confirmed it's entered a collaboration with Cytiva, which is formerly the former GE Healthcare Life Sciences, which of course is a huge company. Um, and this is this is a massive step forward, of course, for Avacta, um, given it's a, it, it's it's a very much very much in, in the microcap uh, arena. Um, and uh, the Afema uh, technologies technology will be developed um, as a point of care test for people uh, to test for coronavirus um and uh yeah where it's going to go from here who knows what the commercials are who knows but currently the uh there's i think anything as we saw with Novasite, um, any company that is associated with it or has a product in the arena um is going to sort of uh, benefit hugely from investor interest and of course the shares are currently at 38p this morning so it's uh, as we look at it it's currently up 60% so it's um clearly you know everyone's very excited in the market about it what the commercials are behind this we need to know more but i do understand that it's going to be uh, late may before anything is is in play in the markets from this so unlike novasite who've had their 
had the, uh, the the approval to use the testing kits, I think, uh, uh, announced this morning as well, um, a FEMA or a factor will be a little further down the road. Um, so clearly, um, uh, whilst they, whilst I'm sure the kits will be useful, uh, we don't know uh, how that will stand up in terms of timing in the market. You know, if the if the coronavirus uh, rates really start to fall dramatically, will they be too late? Um, who knows? But even so, it's still great news that another British company today has um, is at the forefront of fighting this dreadful disease. Um, I mean, I, th- I think there's obviously a word of caution in there to investors that there are a lot of companies that are getting uh, publicity at the moment because they're rolling up trials or um, embarking on development of potential um, sort of cures or um, tests for um, coronavirus, but yeah. these largely remain very much untested. And um, although there's very sharp moves in the short term to the upside in in shares, um, some of those could come in crashing back down if uh, if they don't build the traction. So um, very interesting yeah. moves there um, on those two companies, um, particularly Novasite uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but and there's a uh, Another company that we were discussing, um, maybe not so well known among UK uh, investors, but it's definitely one that has an interesting business model. It's listed in Europe. Um, Can you give us a bit more more detail on on that company? Yes, certainly. So uh, this is a company in the area of sustainability, uh, supporting local communities and developing eco-friendly products. So it's, you know, very much capturing the zeitgeist of where, where where the, the 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 markets are right now, and regardless, and particularly you know people looking at local communities, you know very much uh, focusing inward to their own communities rather than uh, you know looking to the the big supermarkets and the big uh, and the big uh, distribution chains. The company is called Loco Soco Group PLC. Um, the epic code is Loco, but they are listed on the Austrian Wiener Bourse. And before people say, oh well, I can't possibly buy shares on the Wiener Bourse. Well, you can if you open an account with certain brokers and you will be able to buy and sell shares on the exchange. But bear in mind, it is very much a match bargain facility. So there will need to be a buyer on the other side. Um, Liquidity at the moment isn't that great. But even so, um, I'm hoping that the company will later this year move on to the UK market, whether that's on the Aquas exchange or AIM, uh, we, we don't yet know. Um, so why am I talking about them now? Um, uh, the, the company essentially provides product to local community shops, chains of local community shops like Nicer Local um, and uh, and um, other similar st- stores, spa and stores that you find in your local village, uh, local village environment. And the products on the shelves they provide, um, they the shop sells them. The shop takes their cut. Um, a percentage of that money goes into the local community and that could be used to support the local rugby club or cricket club or uh, supply some money to rebuild the church roof or support the local pub, all that sort of thing. And LocoSoco also take a cut as well. So it's a very simple model. Um, They have refill stations distributed at well over 250 outlets up and down the UK. And they have they entered agreement with a well-known supplier um, a, 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 few, a month or so ago to buy a large uh, a large amounts of hand sanitizer, which they've been busy distributing up and down the UK. Um, 
so far, uh, in, uh, sales in March amounted to just over 150,000, um, 150,000 sterling. Um, on the back of this growth, they have acquired a warehouse just off the M25 in Essex, to which will act as a distribution hub for uh, for their the, for their, their team of drivers and also for people to come and collect products uh, themselves locally. Um, this is being marketed out online. It's it's very much uh, a, a, an online business as well. Um, and to that end, um, they an unexec joined the board a few uh, a few weeks ago. A lady by the name of Sarah Speak, uh, who's a former Google strategic marketing director. Um, another lady joined as well, who's a senior brand expert uh, working for Britvic, Moe Hennessy, Miele and Ericsson. Um, and together they are helping Loco Circa develop the brand um, uh, across the UK and, and across Europe. So very much uh, in its infancy, the shares currently on the Vena Borsa trading at just over one euro, giving it a market cap of 13 million. Um, that's 13 million sterling, not euros. But um, but uh, clearly with this uh, with this level of turnover and uh, uh, profit margins, which will be reported on uh, uh, results statements, uh, which are due a little later in the year, we're going to get a real feel for how this company is going. But it's uh, at a very exciting juncture. Um, the chief exec is a guy called James Perry. He's been in financial or fintech since 19 years of age. He worked in banking for many years. Um, the company's also the, the company strategy is also approved by Social Enterprise and Fair Shares, who are two key players in the sustainability and social enterprise uh, uh, um, arena. Um, the company is also chaired by Simon Rendell, who who's what I would class as an entrepreneurial lawyer. Uh, he's worked with Vodafone, Yahoo, EE, EA Games, and Verisign, and uh, has a great deal of uh, experience in bringing technology to market and helping to develop it. So, yeah, um, it's a very interesting company. Uh, um, and as I say, if it does move to the UK market later this year, that'll be fantastic. But meanwhile, you can still buy shares. You'll need to speed your broker. And if you do have problems, then come back to us and, and we can point you, point you at you in the right direction. Okay, Vince, a very interesting uh, company there, especially one that's very much in its infancy and does provide good growth opportunities. And I think that's probably going to be the uh, the sector of companies that takes us out to the other side of the recession that we're probably going to see on the back of uh, the spread of coronavirus. Um, another such uh, small company, it's been it's been around uh, a little bit longer than, than Loco Soco, um, but it still um, offers quite a lot of potential, and that's a mineral company um, in ECR Minerals. Yeah. And they've had some very interesting updates this week, haven't they, Alan? Yeah, they have. So uh, um, the... Uh, one of the uh, key uh, investment areas and safe haven investment areas, if you like, in this sort of crisis, and we saw it during the financial crisis, is a rush to gold. So investors uh, move towards gold as a safe haven investment. Um, and there, if you look at uh, financial forecasts for gold at the moment, the uh, the price is expected to rebound from, it's currently, I think, just around, just below $1,300 a troy ounce. It's expected to rebound to sixteen fifty uh, in quarter two, and should be as high as eighteen hundred dollars uh, troy ounce by the end of the year. So any any company that's in gold, any gold miner, uh, you know, it should provide a resilient investment opportunity. But what it's also spilling over into this interest is spilling over into um, junior gold explorers, 
and there are several that uh, several that uh, we know and uh, and uh, have have projects on the go. But ECR Minerals in particular are interesting because the company still has a tiny market cap of uh, just under three million. They've just raised a further five hundred thousand pounds, which uh, basically will get them through uh, the, the rest of the year. Plus, they've also had a number of R&D tax credits from the Australian government. And I say Australia because ECR has five key projects in the Victoria region in uh, uh, southeastern Australia. And it has a number of licenses in southwestern Australia in the Yilgarn Craton uh, called the Windida project. But uh, looking firstly at Victoria, um, they have a project in an area called Bayliston. Um, this is interesting because um, the the actual uh, the actual license area is adjacent to a new license area that was has just been awarded to the Australian mining giant Newmont, and this is a multi billion pound uh, company. Um, and clearly, you know, uh, ge- in geological terms, there will be a lot of crossover into the two into the two uh, two license areas. So that's that's of interest number one. They have the Creswick project, which is um, they've already undertaken some uh, some detailed exploration in, um, and they've reported what they call nuggety gold nuggety gold mineralization at the region, and some of the testing has proved to be exceptionally high grade, with uh, just over eighty grams per ton coming from a meter interval that was that was looked at uh, um, uh, in in the middle of last year. Um, a survey was completed recently, um, and uh, a, a, a renowned uh, geologist uh, in the region um, who's worked and provided extensive consultancy to the Fosterville gold mine in the central Victoria region uh, basically gave a glowing report on uh, the Creswick, the potential for Creswick. Um, the Windida, moving to the Windida project in southwestern Australia, um, these are four licenses. In the Yilgarn Craton, uh, which is one of the world's premier uh, gold mining regions, uh, and there are four licenses in that region that uh, ECR are developing. But um, as I say, uh, uh, despite the fact they've raised this money, despite the fact they've got these nine licenses, there's five in Victoria, four across the Yilgarn region, the company is still really valued at. Uh, the, the value is still really valued on the basis of the administrative work that it's undertaken to secure the licenses. And there's no premium in there currently to reflect any of the potential of the work they've done at Creswick or indeed the, the valuation of the other projects such as Bayliston within the region. So um, so clearly with gold set to rise, with the company being funded to continue this uh, exploration in the region, um, I think ECR are, are at a particularly exciting juncture, and I think any discovery from the work they undertake later this year could prove to be completely transformational for the company. So, yeah, very interesting, especially as you mentioned there with gold uh, providing that safe haven um, uh, assets at this point in time. Um, I think that's probably going to remain um, pretty relevant for the uh, for the foreseeable future. So definitely an interesting company there, Alan, there in, in ECR Minerals. So that uh, that was a, the UK Investor Magazine podcast for this week. And Alan, I'm sure you're going to be back on again soon um, when we will be providing updates on a number of UK companies and how they are um, navigating the coronavirus crisis at this point in time. 
So that's UK Investor Magazine. Alan, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Fantastic. So we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you.